going to your butt. I'm, of course, surprised that a story had such an immediate and profound effect upon radio listeners. Hooey pleases the boobs a great deal more than sense. Whoa, is us! We're in a lot of trouble! In politics, man must learn to rise above principle. What the hell are we doing here? We are behaving the way a superpower ought to behave. Well, our behavior has produced some crappy results. What we're witnessing now is the failure of the state. It is a death struggle for our republic. Giving voice to liberty in our time. Joey Clark. Oh, welcome to it. You're listening to the Joey Clark Radio Hour, and I'm feeling good this week. Back to a normal week. Yes. From the moment we met, you could see that I was filled with desire. And joining me this evening is Troy, as he does many a Monday. How's it going? Good. And you're the man who recommended this band to me. A little white denim? A little white denim, yes. The song is Ha 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 Yeah. Yeah, you gotta do that. Yeah, it's in the hips. Yeah, folks, you can't see it, but I'm like dancing, just grabbing my belt. And like wiggle myself in the chair either side. Ah, so good. Reminds me of the music for the new gong show. Really? Now I've told you about this. The new gong show is hosted by a gentleman, old British comedian named Tommy Maitland. It's actually Mike Myers. But he's in full character the whole time. On NBC's website, it's Tommy Maitland. He's done interviews with Entertainment Tonight. Tonight is Tommy Maitland. He's got a whole backstory. Is he channeling, uh, gosh, was it Dana Carvey as Glick? No, that was uh, Martin Short. Yeah. Yeah, Martin Short. Who did Jiminy Glick, yeah. 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 But, you know, it's like an amalgamation of every Mike Myers character ever. (laughs) Like Dr. Evil, Fat Bastard, Austin Powers, like the the, uh, dad... And uh, so I married an axe mirror. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at his huge head. That kid, has a, like, you can't see the TV with your huge noggin in the way, Sonny. <laughs> but the, the music they play is very, like, swanky, and he dances. Every episode, he looks a little different, though, because the face makeup isn't exactly right. <laughs> it's great. Oh, and white denim's great. Thank you for the recommendation. Yeah, I... I just was, I picked it up one day and was like, okay, I, I can get into this group. It's good stuff. Good stuff. Now, this week, I'm calling my anniversary week because as of tomorrow night, this show will be one year old. Really? Yeah. Speaking of anniversaries, today's my parents' anniversary. Well, happy anniversary. Yeah. Steve and Pam. Super excited about that. Wow. I wonder how many years it's been. Ah, it's got to be in the 30s, right? Mm Mm-hmm. Good for them. Good for them. Good for them. Yeah. I am developing as I get older, uh, like, weird freckles and moles. Really? Like, they're not irregular. It's not, like, cancerous. But, like, little red, like, freckles and, like, my dad got them, too. I've got this weird thing that runs in the family. I'm sure it'll start popping out in my 30s and 40s. On our hands, it's, like, little white wart things. Hmm. The way you made fists there... I thought of Wolverine. 
Yeah, like I was gonna shoot yeah, out some. Like it's gonna pop up in my thirties or forties, mm-hmm. but basically a vibranium skeleton. Right. No biggie. It was a very painful operation, but it's worth it in the long run. <laughs> it really is worth it. Um, but yeah, for one year has gone by doing this show. Well, as of tomorrow night, I started on September eleventh, twenty seventeen. Well, at least you know you'll never forget that date. Right. Well, I was like, okay, first show. How am I gonna cover? It's the September 11th anniversary, and Hurricane Irma was coming through. It knocked me off air for like two minutes. While you were in here? Yeah, the winds. My first ever show, Mother Nature. What a bitch. Wow. Yeah. It knocks me off air. Well, real recognizes real, and Mother Nature saw another force of nature. Joey Clark. Oh. Man about town. Man about town. Here to slay the winds of change. That's a good Scorpion song. Yeah, Winds of Change. Yeah. We got to bring that up here in a second. It's like a, one of their slow songs. You know how every 80s hair band has the like the slow one? Right, of course. Winds of Change. Have I told you much? And this was a big fixture of the bachelor party. And I'm sorry, folks, due to FCC regulations, I cannot play these songs on air. But have you listened to much Steel Panther? I've just seen a lot of videos of their fans at concerts. Yeah, they used to be a Van Halen cover band. Really? And now they do original songs. But all their original songs are very uh, sexually explicit. Okay. Very funny, though. Like, there's a whole song dedicated to a fat girl. And it sounds like a sensitive 80s kind of power ballad. But then it's like, whoa, whoa, there she blows, whoa. Whoa. Yeah, um, it's very much bro music. Yeah. It's perfect for a bachelor party. When I wake up in the morning, I want to hear something ridiculous and nasty, and it kind of fits with the professional wrestling thing. Like, what do you call it? Like, kitsch or oh, kitsch. Yeah, yeah, very much that. Yeah. Um, but well, and you know, they those most professional wrestlers. You know, they dress like guys that would listen to Steel Panther. Exactly. I actually discovered them through a, a professional wrestler named Dolph Ziegler. Dolph Ziegler? Yeah. Not an 80s action star. That's no. Dolph Lundgren. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Nobody could be an 80s action star. Do they still do the the super high boots with the the single, the undies? Oh, yeah. With the, the almost a Speedo looking thing? Yeah, the, it's a classic. He one. does the tights with the boots. Okay. Ziegler does. But, uh, yeah, no, there's some guys rocking the, the trunks, the singlet trunk mm-hmm. thing, like uh, Randy Orton. Don't want to mess with the legend killer, though. That guy, he's a is bit he's still, intimidating. He's I saw still him, wrestling? Yeah, I saw him in Birmingham when I saw it live. He's still uh, yoked? That guy's yeah. jacked. Yeah, oh my goodness. I actually heard a podcast where he was talking about, yeah, after you take a break, like, oh crap, I gotta get the weight room. I'm about to be on national television <laughs> in on my underwear, essentially. It's like, oh, the dad bod starts to pop out after you take a break. You're not working out every day. Luckily, I, I work in radio. Doesn't matter what I look like. Yeah. Well, I'm still working at it, though. I'm going on a, a strange diet this week. Well, it's not strange. Going on a grilled chicken and salad diet this week. Grilled chicken and salad? Yeah. I was looking at the numbers. And when you are the same height and weight as a safety in the NFL, but don't look like that. Sure. Uh, you know, time to time to make maybe lose 15 pounds. Yeah. I've been, you, know, you know what I've been doing. DDPY is a little workout. Yeah, he doesn't call it yoga, though. And the more I've researched it, it's, it uses some yoga moves. What would, the, what would that be called, then? Um, 
It's it's not a form of calisthenics. It's, well, it's uh, a cross between yoga poses, calisthenics, some physical therapy moves, and I mean basic bodyweight exercises so like controlled push-ups, these sort of things. Yeah, and it works. Isometrics. That's yeah. that's it. Yeah, he does a lot that's of that it. stuff, like the Bruce Lee. Yeah, it's good stuff. And then I pretty much eat salmon, steak, and bacon and eggs. Those three things. Okay. Lost a lot of weight doing it. The salmon that I would I would crush some salmon. Oh, it's good. I can't buy smoked salmon because I'll just eat it all in one. You know the sliced smoked salmon? No, it's so eat it all in one go. That's but it's expensive too. It is expensive. The smoked stuff. It's worth it, but it's not when your bank account is empty. It's not. I have the same problem with milk. Yeah. Oh, I. You know my problem with milk. Yep. Every time I pour a glass, I did it this weekend. Got some nice, good, healthy milk, filtered milk, with extra like omega, like threes in it. Filtered milk. Yeah, so it's not as bad on the digestive tract. Okay. And uh, more protein, less sugar, and it's really good. But as soon as I pour that big glass, I chug it. I can't help myself. Right. To where eventually at one in the morning, I'm chugging the whole bottle. Right. It's, it's a problem. It is a problem. It's a real big problem. Mm-hmm. You know what was a problem, though, in 1970? You remember this story? Have you heard this? Have you seen it? A problem in 1970. In Oregon. Pinpoint it more. In Oregon. The coast of Oregon. Um, big anti-government no. crazies like no. their problem now? No, it wasn't like a Timothy McVeigh thing. Forest or fires. No, it wasn't forest fires. That would be a good... That's a good guess, though. Pods of whales... Defacing public property. You're close with the whales, but they weren't defacing. Well, one whale who ended up, you know, getting beached and dying. It was on the coast. So, <laughs> as a consequence of death, he defaced public property. Here's the news report. It had to be said, the Oregon State Highway Division not only had a whale of a problem on its hands, it had a stinking whale of a problem. What to do with one 45-foot, 8-ton whale dead on arrival? On the beach near Florence. It had been so long since a whale had washed up in Lane County, nobody could remember how to get rid of one. In selecting its battle plan, the highway division decided the carcass couldn't be buried because... Wait, 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 wait. Okay, you have a beached sperm whale, 45 feet long, several tons. Mm -hmm. They give it, the government in Oregon decides, who can take care of this? Let's call the highway department. Perhaps they were the ones that discovered it. Maybe. If they were the ones that discovered it, it could be just like the TV shows where it's like, this is our jurisdiction. This is ours. This is ours. Get out of here, Parks and Rec. <laughs> this is our problem. Get out of here, Sheriff's Department. <laughs> this is our... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's the highway department. Just keep that in mind. Those are the folks tasked with getting rid of this huge beached whale. It might soon be uncovered. It couldn't be cut up and then buried because nobody wanted to cut it up. And it couldn't be burned. So dynamite it was, some 20 cases or a half ton of it. Dynamite! The hope was that the long-dead Pacific gray whale would be almost disintegrated by the blast, and the 12 pieces still around after the explosion would be taken care of by seagulls and other scavengers. Well, I'm confident that it'll work. The only thing is we're not sure just exactly how much uh, explosives it'll take to disintegrate this thing so the scavengers, seagulls, and crabs and whatnot can clean it up. That's George from the Highway Department talking. The was buried primarily on the leeward side of the big mammal, so as most of the remains would be blown toward the sea. They're stacking dynamite underneath bystanders, it. Most of them residents who had first found the whale to be an object of curiosity before they tired of its smell, 
We'll move back a quarter of a mile away. Oh, it disintegrated all right. Good boy. All right, Fred. You can hear you can hear the, the parts of the wind falling. Our camera stopped rolling immediately after the blast. The humor of the entire situation suddenly gave way to a run for survival as huge chunks of whale blubber fell everywhere. A parked car over a quarter of a mile from the blast site was the target of one large chunk. The passenger compartment literally smashed. Fortunately, no human was hit as badly as the car. However, everyone on the scene was covered with small particles of dead whale. As darkness began to set in, the highway crews were back on the beach burying the remains including a large piece of the carcass which never left the blast site. It might be concluded that should a whale ever wash ashore in Lane County again, those in charge will not only remember what to do, they'll certainly remember what not to do. <laughs> this guy, this reporter, really put a lot of emphasis on his H's. Yeah. <laughs> a whale. A whale. We, what? we have a stinking whale of a problem. <laughs> It's not sort of a Bob Ross. We've got some titanium white. <laughs> Look at all that powdery white goodness out there in the, the mountainside. We're just going to make happy whale detritus. <laughs> but I ran across this clip. This is real, folks, from 1970, where it fell on the highway department. <laughs> just you got to go just search dead whale dynamite, whale blown up, and you'll find the, the news report. <laughs> But yes, a whale did. One huge piece of a chunk landed on a car. You saw that. It was totally destroyed. Yeah, it looked like something after the Fun Zone tornado. Looked yeah. Like a cinder block in a truck. Yeah. Except it was a huge, like, hundred something pound piece of whale. <sighs> you know, I, I suppose, given what dynamite is usually used for. Yeah. What, with mining and rocks and right. things like that? And poor archaeology. Poor archaeology. Or something like, can I spit that out? My goodness. Poor archaeologists. Well, I suppose there would be no metric for living tissue relative mm -hmm. to the the amount of dynamite being used. Right. Like, you're not going to be like, okay, we use this amount of dynamite on this igneous rock over here, but how about a whale? <laughs> you just... <laughs> Love how they said nobody wanted to cut it up. Nobody wanted to burn it. Like, well, let's just get out the dynamite. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Only humans. And it's tough to relay on radio, but that is a huge blast. And you could, he like you said, you could hear the pieces falling. Yeah, I actually, I mean, the video quality is not very good given the year that I was filmed, but you saw the pink mist. And so I thought to myself, wow, it really did, really did do a good job of sort of vaporizing this whale. Right. And then, <laughs> and then you hear what sounds almost like hail. <laughs> Now, there's a movie coming out. And it turns out it's not hail. It is whale. There's a movie coming out. <laughs> no, it's so much good. There's so much to be said. Look up the whale video, folks. Actually, it's on my Facebook page. I've got it up there. So you can check it out for yourself. Just go search Joey Clark. Smarmy looking dude. Bobbing his head around. I think that's my Facebook profile. Ah, it feels good to have one year almost under the belt. And uh, coming up, have you seen the trailer for A Star is Born? No. It's a new movie coming out. Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga, of all people. And I saw this trailer and went, well, I'm seeing that. Really? Yeah, it was just premiered at some film festival, and people are blown away. 
So I watched uh, I watched Charlie Wilson's War last night. Oh, that's a great movie. That is a great film. Yeah, I love the Zen Master story from that film. Yeah, when yeah, Gust is mm. a great character. Philip Seymour Hoffman, man, may he rest in peace. That was that was what weird. was that? I was gonna do the whole sign of the cross, but I just ended up going. Yeah, that I was short circuiting the sign of the cross. Like may he rest in peace. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but yeah, he's great in that movie. Great, great movie. Oh, well, it's somebody on the phone. Let's see who this is. Newstalk, you're on the air. Hey, this is William B. Hey, what's up, man? Man, you're killing me with the whale explosion. Uh, actually, I saw that on your Facebook page earlier, and it's uh, it's pretty funny. But you're killing me with it. Now, you you, you got to wonder, the highway department, uh, there were rednecks involved in that that uh, little demonstration. I'm oh, sure it had to be. Had even to up be. in Oregon, of course. Oh, yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, that's country that proves, Yeah. That, that proves that rednecks are everywhere, man. It's not just in the South. Oh, yeah. I mean, who else would use a ton of dynamite to get rid of a whale carcass? <laughs> Come on, man. <laughs> and to this day, 48 years later, it is still a great sight to behold. The explosion is massive. <laughs> I think they used I mean, a little too much dynamite. <laughs> <laughs> a ton of dynamite, a couple of cases of beer, and a dead whale. Man, how, how does it get any better? <laughs> just, just making sure all the cars in a, at least a quarter mile radius are out of the way. <laughs> <laughs> how'd, you like, how'd you like to be the owner of that car? Oh, man. And does insurance cover that? <laughs> well, the, the highway department blew up a whale carcass. And that would make for a great commercial with that guy that plays that mayhem character. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm a dead whale on the beach. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't want to cut me up, so they decided to blow me up with dynamite. You thought you were having a good day. <laughs> well, that, that is hilarious. I, I just had to let you know, man. You're killing me with that. That's that. That's that's great. Good. Look, <laughs> all right, man. Have a good show, uh, and, and I'll see you later. All right. Thanks, William. B. Yeah, and he's a he's a good old redneck listener. He's inviting me to go have a few brewskis, some mm-hmm. you know, uh, and hear some tales. I don't know. That's what rednecks do. Apparently, drink beer and tell tales while fishing. Well, fishing's involved, I'm sure, or, or hunting. Maybe shoot some dove. It's that time of the year. Stuff time? Oh, yeah. Dove hunting season started. Which, uh, I did get to shoot some shotguns up in the Virginia area this it's, last trip. Shotguns are fun. It was a lot of fun. Went to this place that had like 20, 30-something stations, and it was like uh, sporting clays. Yeah. Oh, you oh, you were using... Oh, okay. And we rented some over-under 20-gauge, and uh, we're just going to town on those clays. It's like live. It was like playing duck hunt, except you know, in person. Yeah, in the button. A lot of fun. A lot the, of fun. The action on those over under shotguns is really cool. The oh, break yeah. action. Oh yeah. Well, there's one guy who was being inconsiderate who kept like you know tearing it open and like shooting the shot shells out back at the rest of us. So finally, somebody who when he wasn't paying attention, somebody like pointed directly at him, ejected the shells right in his face. He deserved it. That's what you get for being inconsiderate. Lesson learned. Yeah. But uh, this new movie, I was taken by surprise, and I think this trailer should work. Uh, hopefully it's safe for air, but well, let's see here. Star is Born, new Bradley Cooper movie. 
First time I'm worried about you. That sounds like Dave Chappelle. That was Dave Chappelle. Can I ask you a personal question? Okay. Tell me something, girl. Do you write songs or anything? I don't sing my own songs. Why? I just don't feel comfortable. Why wouldn't you feel comfortable? Almost every single person has told me they liked the way I sounded, but that they didn't like the way I look. I think you're beautiful. I just want to take another look at you. In all the good times I find myself longing for change. Here's what we're going to do. Come sing that song that I love. No, I can't do that. Here, come on, here we go. Look at me. All you got to do is trust me. That's all you got to do. trailer to a star is born <clears throat> coming out uh next month beginning next month first week of october apparently willie nelson's son wrote a lot of the songs with bradley cooper and like this because it's film festival season getting going and like apparently get the artsy stuff yeah like they are really eating this movie up one of Bradley Cooper's first movies he's directed, and everybody's like fawning over Lady Gaga, saying like not just obviously vocally she can handle it, but saying like as an actress it is remarkable. Yeah, she looks good in this. Uh, she does. She's, she's had a lot of looks. Yeah, she's the um, type of woman where I'm like, man, she's hot, and then I see another photo and go, what the hell is that? Yeah. Yeah. I never realized how much I wanted to hear her sing Janis Joplin songs now. Right. Right. That's why that movie has me intrigued. Uh, it should because I think Bradley Cooper's actually singing himself, too. Hmm. And that's why she signed on. He came in and had songs written, had ideas, sang with her. And she's like, okay, this is like natural. This is almost like what the movie is about. Um, so that one's I'm real pumped for. And also uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah, that should be coming out soon, right? In November, I believe, um, where that. I hopefully they do that. I want them to focus more on the music with that movie. Then, then like I don't want it to be a really sad movie about Freddie circling the drain near the end of his life, like getting well, sick. It, it seems like it, it's going to start at the beginning. Hopefully, because I I don't want to watch Freddie be sick for. And maybe if that's part of the story, I, it'll be told. But yeah, 
I want it to be about the music, as opposed to some of these biopics. They, they get a little too in the weeds. Yeah, there was uh, the the one about the Doors with the guy that used to play Batman. Oh, Val Kilmer. Yeah. Now he's just like your fat dad. Not yours in particular, like any fat dad. Yeah. That's like Val Kilmer. Mm-hmm. Looks like it. I mean, that gives hope, though. That one it? got a little in the weeds, too. Yeah, exactly. Uh, um, the Ray Charles one was pretty good. Mm-hmm. Then there's, I mean, it's it's not really a biopic, but Rockstar. That's not bad. Yeah. That was more like hairband drama. Yeah. Mark Wahlberg being pretty good in that movie. Who's good in that? Yeah, it was good. Oh, um, and if they ever do a Prince biopic, like, come at me, bro. Like, you better do that right. How are they going to be able to do it right, though, without... I know. You need Bruno Mars. That's who you need. Perhaps. You need Bruno. Did you watch the uh, the Jimi Hendrix biopic with Andre 3000? No, I don't think I did. I didn't either. Uh, the James Brown one, too much in the weeds. Like, his crazy life James Brown lived, but I loved, like, that... The guy who plays Black Panther, I can't remember his name now. Chadwick Boseman. Yeah, Chadwick Boseman. He did the James Brown biopic, and he kills it. And but they, they went more into his like life drama and how he kind of the fame got to him. I'm like no, I'm like I want to see James doing the music. Another man. good one. It's not really a biopic so much as it's about that record company. Hmm. Um, that's like '60s sort of soul. Stacks. No. No. I can't remember it. It's a uh, like. Detroit, the oh yeah, has that a James like Beyonce plays that a James? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. I can't remember the name of it, but I'm, I'm excited for the music picks, and also I'm pumped for uh, coming out soon. Venom. Yeah, I'm not. You're not excited for that. I, I am, but at the same time, I'm like, I I don't know. It's okay. So the symbiotes are weird in Spider Man. Spider-Man himself is weird, but he's not going to be in this movie. This right. is just going to be a movie about the symbiotes. Carnage isn't going to be in it, even though he's probably almost as popular as Venom. It's going to be another symbiote. See, you can't you can't please the comic book fans. I, exactly. Why are they Plus, keep doing who's this? Gonna, who's going to play Cletus Cassidy? Who? I, I, I don't know. I have an idea in mind. I'm going to look him up real quick, and I'll tell you, but continue. To, okay, to well, speak. we could hit another break here. Okay. Again, the uh, album, or the band of the day, really. This is, I believe, off their 2016 album, Stiff. White Denim is the band. This I do, is, I do uh, like the, the album. Ah, uh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, the album cover for Stiff? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's pretty good. It's kind of a cartoon. Picture of Whitey Tidies with a bunch of cactus shoved in the front. Yeah. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Ben Foster. Okay. Well, let's hit a break here. Having too much fun on a Monday. Listen to the Joey Clark Radio Hour. Be sure to hit me up on the Book of Faces. Watch that whale video. Watch the whale video. Or if you can't listen to the whole show, subscribe on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. It's up there now. we're, We're on iTunes. Exactly. Wow. Pops up as soon as I post it right after the show. Sweet. I'll be right back. Joey Clark. When you are a man, sometimes you wear stretchy pants in your room. 
Joey Clark. I love this song. It's so good, man. Some more white denim. This song's called Magazine. There's a lot of great new music if you just take the time to look for it. Mm-hmm. A lot of great stuff coming out. Yeah, this came out like three weeks ago. Yeah, it's awesome. It's good stuff. And, uh, you know, I've been looking at the news today, and there's not too much in the news. Like, Trump tweeted out that uh, GDP exceeded uh, unemployment for the first time in 100 years, and then the head of his economic council kind of had to walk that back. It's like, Somebody gave Donald a, an extra zero. I, I can tell you that this is the best it's been in 10 years. <laughs> yeah, because that's happened a, a few times in the last 100 years, about 20% of the time. But it's still good numbers. Right? Yeah. 4.2 GDP, 3.9 yeah. unemployment. That's good stuff. Yeah, I'm not going to knock that. I do find the, uh, given how complicated and complex and like the American economy is, this game of the Obama economy, the Trump economy, the Bush economy, and the Clinton economy, the Reagan economy. Like, there's so much going on in an economy, like, to attribute it to, like, the president. Now, they play this game. They're the ones who bring it on themselves. But there's so much going on that, yeah, why don't we just talk about policy? Yeah. Just talk about policy. I'll give Trump credit where, this is this part where I like Trump. I like the lower taxes. I like, you know, pulling back certain regulations. I like that stuff. I don't like the tariffs. Really don't. I don't think it's... uh, Unless the tariffs lead to some sort of thing where the Europeans or Mexico goes, Uncle! And they lower tariffs, which I think is happening with Europe and Mexico. Will it happen with China? I don't know. I guess that that depends on how aggressive China wants to be with uh, their loans. Mm. They just took over the energy sector of an African country because that country defaulted on their loans. I, I want to say Zambia, but I'm, I'm probably wrong. No, but that's China's plan, kind of the Belt and Road Initiative. And a big part of that is opening up ports in Africa and India and putting out as much investment as they can. Well, they're not the big saver nation, I've learned. Uh, they've become more like the U.S. over the last decade or so. They're, they have a lot of debts now, too. So they're not in, like, the best position. That they do, as far as their local population, have a better savings rate, which means good things for them and economic growth in the future. But we'll see. I saw a report that, uh, that Assad was planning a gas attack, another gas attack. I saw that Russia accused the United States of using red phosphorus. Yes, saw that too. Did we use red phosphorus? Or white phosphorus. It was white phosphorus? Yeah, that's the accusation. Because oh. I think... It was used in Iraq, and or people claim it was used in Iraq. Excuse me. I wonder what makes white phosphorus different than normal phosphorus. Because normal phosphorus, like you would see on, say, a match, once you break the skin of that match head, it just automatically combusts with air. Right. So is this 
somehow a safer combustible? I, I don't know. A, a more violent combustible? I, I, I'd have to do some research, but, you know, I don't want to end up on any lists. Well, and speaking of geopolitics, Miss America delivers an all-time ratings low. Really? Yeah. I did see one clip from that. I didn't watch it. I didn't watch um, it. But I did see one clip from that from Miss uh, Michigan. Hmm. She said, hi, I'm from Michigan, where we have 84% of the clean water in the United States, and none of it can be drank from our residents. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's how she introduced herself. Wow. I, was, I, was, I wanted to clap. Yeah. That's bold. Yeah. Good for her. And apparently they pulled away the, the swimsuit competition. No swimsuits this year. Oh, okay. Whatever. Maybe that's something to do with the low ratings. Yeah, if, well, I mean, if you wanted to see them in swimsuits, I'm sure you could just look up their Instagrams. Right, exactly. Yeah, but now Miss America has a low rating, but they got rid of all the you know male perverts from watching. That's well, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's you know, trade-offs, cost-benefit, you know. Though apparently Gretchen Carlson, who accused Bill O'Reilly, a lot of the folks at Fox News of sexual harassment, um, and then I think she got paid. Uh, she's now heading the Miss America like group or whatever and there's a big movement to kick her out because she's too domineering or something like that like they don't like how her management style oh okay so i don't know did you say cost benefit or a cost benefit cost benefit oh, okay. not a no <laughs> this isn't a me too no this yeah. isn't a me too thing that just gets weirder and weirder i mean i i kind of went off a whole show on like louis ck coming back that people were upset now i can get that he showed up unannounced, so it's very much a parallel to what he did in the first place. <laughs> he kind of just walked out there and, like, all right, let's just uh, spit out some jokes at you guys. I just, the, uh, the, the, if, if a description of showing your genitals to somebody, if you were, say, interviewing this person, and they were like, it was unannounced. Yeah. <laughs> like, okay, so if they announce it, fine. Like, yeah, I'm, I'm totally prepared to see that. Like, <laughs> this Friday, only at the Comedy Club, Louis C.K. will drop his pants. <laughs> We're going to put two other letters in between C and K. Right. Just as an announcement. <laughs> yeah, but, like, generally, I saw Louis coming back. He's like, yeah. He's like, on, when it comes to the Me Too stuff, I'm like, yeah, he's going to make a comeback. Definitely. What he did was uh, unwholesome, but not illegal. He apologized and, for it, didn't he? Yeah, kind of. Okay. He he apologized in the way of, like, today I understand what I did was wrong. I suppose that's better than... Yes. But my argument is that Louie, in that position, in that hotel room, you know, do it, servicing himself, he was not in a position of power at that moment. I would say that Louis was in a very sad, vulnerable place at that moment. Oh, I was going to say. <laughs> he got laughed at. He knows what he did was shameful. <laughs> it is ripe for comedy, though. He better come up with a special can, that addresses that elephant in the room. Can you imagine her being like, wow, you are not in a position of power right now? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's sad, Louis. Yeah, it is sad. It's kind of sad and, and gross. But then you get the Asia Argento angle where we talked about this. She got kicked off of uh, her TV show in Italy. Yeah. So there's some repercussions there. And we'll hear more, I'm sure, about is Weinstein still in court? I suppose he is. 
Oh, Moonves is out. You know, there's some fire there. Moonves? Les Moonves. He, it's the end of an era. Who's that? He was the head of CBS. Oh. Yeah. So uh, he was accused of not just, like, harassment in the workplace, but, like, crimes, crimes, like assault. And so he has, uh, he struck a deal with CBS, which means you're fired. Get out of here. Uh, hmm. So, oh, but in light of that, a new Playboy club is opening up in Manhattan. Like an old school. With the bunny ears? With the bunnies. Wow. With the playmates. Like the, the Playboy bunnies. And like the last one of these closed in 1986. Like even Hefner himself said, yeah, it's kind of dated at this point. And now there's a one coming back. It's like two hundred and fifty grand to be part of the club. And it's like a huge lounge, and you hang out in Manhattan, and women in bunny outfits serve you drinks. Hmm. Doesn't that sounds expensive? It sounds really expensive. Yeah, I, I I wouldn't. I wouldn't either. Subway's getting rid of the five dollar foot long. That's. That's unrelated to the other stories, by the way. If I'm going to get a sub, yeah, I'm free plug. I'm going to Publix. Yeah, Publix subs are the best. Okay, okay, I hear you. They're so good. Hmm. Michael Moore takes Mike away after Hogg urges Ford meddling in elections. David Hogg. Yeah. That's. That's why you don't give the mics to these kids. Well, have you seen the really weird? I got taught this on the Bachelor Party weekend. The uh, the four chan trend where they're turning David Hogg into look like a woman. No. Yeah, there's this. I can't remember the name of it, but they took David Hogg's face and kind of photoshopped it, put hair on, and turned him into a woman. And then they admitted, "Well, guys, we kind of made him hot." And it was. It's like this whole weird phenomenon. Like the female version of David Hogg is now like this hot chick for the 4chaners. Yeah, 4chan does some strange things. Some weird, weird things out there. You know, part of me, I'm very happy to be our age and to have missed a lot of that. Yeah. Because, you know, it, I easily could have been part of that. Easily. 4chan or... That whole alt-right weird crowd. Not, uh, I'm not saying I'd be like a, uh, like a neo-Nazi or some stupid white supremacist, most idiotic philosophy out there. But, like, it, you know, be caught up in that sort of rude boy, ironic, crap yeah. posting sort of thing. Easily could have been caught up in that. Yeah, yeah. And there's like, it gets so comp. There's Bane posting, which you like end every post with a quote from Bane from <laughs> The Dark Knight Rises. <laughs> but it's 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 really weird. Um, what is it? What was I going to say? With 4chan, they have this thing. It's on Reddit now, too, but it's called The Great Awakening. Mm-hmm. And it's centers around this guy named Q. It goes by QAnon or Q. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've heard about and that. And it's all about how uh, Donald Trump is like, you know, all these horrible things that are going on in the news surrounding his, his presidency, they're really just cover-ups for... Like, it all goes back to, like, Pizzagate kind of stuff. Right, he's going to get all the pedophiles. Yeah. There's going to be a big crackdown. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've heard about this. Yeah. yeah. I've heard about it on our airwaves. Um, that there are people that believe Q. And I'm like, man, I don't know. 
I think that's where I have to be careful because I think things like the deep state are real just from like you create such a large government a lot of things to do you're going to have an unelected bureaucracy yep. I mean that's just basic and there will be interest within that bureaucracy who like the way things are I mean you see that a little bit with this Bob Woodward book where he said one of Trump's worst inclinations he was in a national security council meeting and Trump got mad, like, all this money we're spending in South Korea, why do we have to have these 28,000 troops there? Why can't we just bring them home? And Mattis, according to Woodward, said, well, we're trying to prevent World War III, Mr. President. Uh, so some folks who came out later said they were in the room. That was more like, that's the kind of joking line. Why are we deployed everywhere? We're trying to prevent World War III. There's a bit of truth to this, the idea of forward deployment. But if Trump's worst inclination in terms of foreign policy is bring all the troops home, makes me like him. And it makes me think of this video that I shared on my, again, Book of Faces page from We the Internet. met this guy, this uh, that fee conference, Lou Perez, and it's called Unintentionally Defending Trump. And it starts with a guy in the off, in like some office setting, and he hears like two people going, oh, did you hear about the Trumps banning a whole religion? Like, yeah, I heard about that. Yeah, it's the... Mu- no, what, what, did, what did Trump do? Yeah, it's the Muslim ban. He's banning all Muslims. And I guess they're going to start kicking out our Muslims in the country. And the guy goes, well, actually, it's a ban on seven Muslim-majority countries. And they just look at him and go, do you love Trump? It's like, no, I just... I voted for Hillary. It's just... Y'all are misrepresenting him. Yeah. And there's, like, instance after instance. And that's how I feel many days. Like, I'll hear something that's, like, ridiculous about Trump. And I'm like, well... Kind of. It's kind of like that. But I don't really like the guy, but get it straight. Yeah, as, as much as I hate him for bringing on all the whole fake news thing, mm-hmm. he's got a point. <laughs> he does have a fantastic point. <laughs> like, if, if you're going to be a journalist, if you're going to misrepresent yourself, at least make it plain that you're misrepresenting yourself. And not for the ease of the consumer who will be consuming what you write, but rather... So that when you misrepresent yourself, it does not come from a place of coercion, dishonesty, yeah. or in any way somehow brings down journalism. Oh, yeah. If, if journalism is going to be a beacon of the press, you know, what, what the press is the fourth estate, right? Yeah. Is that what, yeah. If, if journalism is going to be a beacon of that, then the people that consume journalism should at least have a certain expectation, and that has to go beyond misrepresenting the facts simply because you have a slant. Right. Well, this happened in a non-political setting. I noticed this last week. I watched the whole Elon Musk, Joe Rogan podcast, two and a half hours. Yeah. And there was this report on Yahoo News that Musk drank whiskey, smoked pot, and wielded a samurai sword. Like, the way you write it like that, it's like, yeah, they were sipping whiskey during a two and a half hour podcast at night. He In California, right? In California, where pot's legal. He didn't even inhale. He smoked it like a cigar. He tried it real quick and let all the smoke go out of his mouth. He clearly didn't inhale. And But the part that really just made me go, what? Was wielding a samurai sword. No, they were talking about, like, how handcrafted items have, like, this memory. There's something to a handcrafted item. And Rogan goes, that's an actual 1500 samurai sword in the wall. You can check it out if you want to. So Musk, like took it out of the sheath and like was looking at it like 
this is remarkable. This is the folded method. And it was an interesting, cool moment in the conversation. Yep. And for some punk reporter to go, and he wielded a samurai sword drunk and high. It's like, no, you, oh. And if it's something that stupid and that simple that they're going to exaggerate to get Elon Musk because he's too much of a rebel or whatever, it's just like, I, I barely trust anything as it is. Yeah. But especially when it gets political, there's so many different little agendas. And I just, uh, par for the course. Tell me when something big actually happens. I, I would rather deal with my trust issues regarding the media by myself than have to pick a snake oil salesman that sells me something that's palatable. No, that's, and that's what it's turning into. That's Everybody's do like, we're doing it honestly over here. And then you read it and it's like... No, you're not. They get gamers with this all the time in the news. Like, what is, There's a website called Kotaku. Mm-hmm. It's rubbish. That's my opinion. Okay. They said, you know, the, the, the gaming community is up in arms with Insomniac Games because they removed a puddle from the game of Spider-Man that just came out. I was telling you about earlier. Yeah. They didn't, they didn't just remove a puddle. When they showed the gameplay demo, there was a lot more going on with the graphics and static interactions with the environment. And then when they moved it to when it was actually released, yes, the puddle was gone. But it's not about the puddle. It's about misrepresenting right. the processing ability of the the game console that you're playing on. To make your point, half the time these people actually believe this. It's just yeah. that stupid... I mean, and that's actually what I come back to, is, like, what are you all about? I've been doing this for a year, my own show. Instead of picking a side, so to speak, in the media, politically, whatever way, just create your own narrative and try to keep it as close to reality as you can. Don't go off into some crazy land. But create your own narrative and how you see the world. Yeah. And that's a better, I think, position to be in, even when you're wrong, than, oh, I trusted... Fox News, I trusted MSNBC, I trusted the Washington Post. Like, no, read all of that, watch all of that if you got the time, but really just work hard to figure out the world yourself. Knowing that, no, there's going to be only so much time in the day, I also want to watch, you know, great movies and listen to some good tunes. Mm-hmm. So, I would, I would rather be accused of being naive by presenting multiple arguments regarding an opinion than I would being lambasted for misrepresenting something. Amen. Well, that's the show. Oh, wow. Flew by. Yeah. Like whale chunks. Yeah, just flew by. Watch out for that dynamite whale. Uh, Well, I'll be back tomorrow night, folks. Anniversary one year on the radio with this show. Wow, I tried to get real high there. Yeah, I can't do it. (laughs) Be back tomorrow night, folks. Thanks for listening. Joey Clark.